everyone, and welcome to the Bird's Nest Podcast. I'm Joe Donahue. Thank you so much for stopping by again and joining us. Well, this is the week, everybody. There are no more preseason games, no more training camp practices. The Eagles are back in regular season action on Sunday, and we've got the opportunity to run it back, hopefully defend our NFC championship title, and maybe even get the Lombardi Trophy again for the city of Philadelphia. That journey begins officially, everything counting, on Sunday at 425 when the Eagles take on the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. And we are joined once again by friend of the show and voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, Merrill Reese. Merrill, thank you so much for coming back. Happy to be with you, Joe. All right. Now, Merrill, you've been calling Eagles games for more than 45 years what is getting you excited about this particular Eagles season? Well, the truth of the matter is I get excited about every season, whether it's the first, second, or this is the 47th, to be exact. Some may think it's the 147th, but it's the only the 47th. Uh, but the, the fact of the matter is I am always excited heading into a season. I'm excited heading into a preseason. But when you have a team that's this good, that is – was three points from winning their second Super Bowl. Uh, it's it's there's something a little extra there. They are right now as they enter the season, in my opinion, maybe the best team in the entire NFL. Certainly one of the two, one of the two or three best teams in the NFL. So that's exciting. But I also temper that enthusiasm by realizing that the NFL is a war of attrition, that injuries occur unexpected circumstances crop up during a season and anything can happen. It, it's, it's great to be able to say the Eagles are in the picture. The Eagles are in the group of teams that can go the total distance. But I think it's, it's a mistake to anticipate the Eagles winning a Super Bowl or for that matter, anybody winning a Super Bowl. Absolutely. You're, you're spot on on that. Uh, the phrase that I often like to use is it's a marathon, not a sprint. And it's 18 weeks and it's only gotten longer over the years. So actually, can... actually, you know, what? it is a sprint. Um, when, when you consider the Phillies who excite all of us going through a 162 game season, you, you see them losing three games. You see them blowing a lead. You see different guys going on and off IR, and then they come back, and then they win seven games. And that is a marathon. Do you realize that one loss in the NFL is equivalent to seven losses in baseball? So in that sense, it really is It's a hard, tough sprint. Only 17 games until they start to narrow down the teams. Yeah. You are spot on about that, and I, I appreciate the clarity there because, again, like I, I can look at it as well, and I'm sure a lot of fans look at it as well of like, okay, the it's, it's 18 weeks, and then depending on how – I mean, we certainly had a really long season last year with uh, the postseason and uh, making it to the Super Bowl last year. Um, but, yeah, when you look at it in the context of other sports, you're spot on that it can take – a lot less to really change the turn of the tide over the course of the season. The Eagles have a whole new roster of coordinators this year. Brian Johnson's not new to the team, but he's certainly in a new role. Uh, Sean Desai took over as the defensive coordinator. 
I'm sure there's going to be a lot of similarities. Again, Johnson was on the team last year, and Desai comes from the same school of Vic Fangio that Jonathan Gannon did. Uh, but how do you see these guys taking the team to the next level and trying to get the team ready and taking the to make it through the 17-game season? It's a very difficult question to answer uh, because they're new. And uh, I think with Brian Johnson, it's a continuation of what we saw because he was here under um, uh, last year under Shane Steichen. But with the, in the case of Sean Desai, uh, he was outside the building last year. As, he, as we said, he's new to this job with the Eagles. I think they're both very, very bright coaches. But keep in mind that we watch practices, we watch preseason games, and they don't show us anything. You don't see the regulars. You see what you call vanilla offenses and vanilla mm -hmm. defenses. You don't see the wrinkles. You don't see the gadget players. You don't see the tendencies. They don't blitz. They rarely blitz. So for me to sit here and say, I anticipate that the pass rush is going to be a lot more violent than it was last year or that it's going to be that the blitzing is going to come up a lot more than it did last year. It would be just a guess. So I don't know. I don't know. I do know that both men, both Brian Johnson and Sean Desai, are very bright, capable coaches. So I think the sky's the limit. But if you're asking me uh, which way, what they're going to do schematically, I can't give you an answer because I don't know. And that's fair. And I, I can definitely understand that. I mean, we saw very, even outside of the fact, like, hey, we've got um, vanilla defenses going on and whatever. We The preseason was also an opportunity to evaluate players who are on the bubble and not necessarily an opportunity to let's get some practice in of how we might attack this particular situation schematically. So I can definitely understand that. Um, Desai did say in his opening press conference that he wanted the Eagles defense to be palpable. You know, one thing I told the team, uh, was it maybe last week at the end of meetings on Thursday, was I asked them if they knew what the word palpable meant. It's a feeling you. And that, that's what we want. We want to be able to be felt, whether you're watching us on TV, whether you're in the stadium, and obviously on the field. We want to make sure people feel this Philadelphia Eagles defense. Well, in, in all respect to Sean Desai, and I certainly do like him, and I certainly do respect him. Is there any coach in football who wouldn't want his team to be palpable, to be felt, to be experienced, to, to have the feeling that this defense is going to roar and they have a great presence out there and they, they can be intimidating. They can, they're always the first off the ball. So if that's what he means, who could disagree? <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree it, it there. Falls, it falls into the category of coach speak. <laughs> You're absolutely right on that. Uh, so one of the things that came up was over the course of the offseason was speculation about whether or not Jalen Hurts would be able to do it again. And do you think that Jalen Hurts would be able to recapture some of and certainly improve upon what he uh, did last year and what would be the keys for him to be able to do that? The answer is yes. And the keys stay healthy. 
because I don't think that Jalen Hurts is close to his ceiling. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League and will only get better. So if uh, we can all cross our fingers and knock on wood, uh, if he stays healthy, he's going to be magnificent. I think he's outstanding as a human being. I think he's a leader. I think he's gifted. I think he's everything you want in a franchise quarterback. Now, we on the defensive side, flipping back to the other side of the ball here, we lost Javon Hargrave over the course of uh, the offseason. But there's speculation that the Eagles defense actually got better with the additions of Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith. The Eagles defense seems to have gotten better even in the absence of some of our uh, key contributors over the course of the last season. Do you get the sense that that's the case? And I do. How do you think? I, I do think they've gotten better. And I think that a guy who isn't spoken about that much this year is Jordan Davis. I think Jordan Davis is going to be a great run stopper for this team in the combination of Davis and his former Georgia teammate, Jalen Carter, is going to be absolutely tremendous for this defense. And then you add a pass rusher, an edge rusher, technically they're linebackers, like Nolan Smith, uh, to packages with Hassan Reddick. Oh, my goodness. That's that's frightening. If I were Mac Jones, I'd be having nightmares all week. I hear you. Yeah, I, I would be really, really concerned if I were uh, anybody on the Patriots offensive line there. That's that's really, really, really scary if you're looking at that. Um, Offensively, we kept a lot of the same pieces as players, uh, but we had some notable shifts. Um, One thing that was particularly observant is the fact that we've got a whole bunch of new running backs. How do you see those guys contributing over the course of the upcoming season? We basically have two, uh, the two being DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. The other two coming back, of course, are my, my guy. I love Boston Scott. And, and Kenneth Gainwell, who turned out to be a great third down back. Uh, you lose Miles Sanders, who is coming off of a wonderful season, but he'll he'll do that elsewhere. Uh, you know, the Eagles obviously did not want to put as much money in that running back department as it would have cost to uh, keep Miles Sanders. But uh, look, that's that's a fact of life in the NFL. It's it's a league of throwing the football. And you have to evaluate every position and decide how much is allotted for each room. Awesome. And we also will be seeing, it looks like Cam Jurgens is going to be taking over as the starting right guard. How has he been blending in with the offensive line and how do you see him contributing there? I think he's fine. I think, I think he's a very good football player. I think he was drafted last year out of Nebraska to be the heir apparent to center to Jason Kelsey when he retires. But goodness knows when that will be because every year Jason keeps coming back and he's a great football player. But but most top college offensive linemen, uh, I, I think centers and guards can be interchangeable. And I think that uh, I think he's going to do just fine. He's a tough football player and has a great motor. All right. Now, if the Eagles set out to run it back, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but 
besides the injury problem, what do you think might be some of the challenges that they would have to face? Well, I think going into the season, the area that gives me the most concern is special teams because you really don't see the special team units during the summer. They put a lot of fourth and fifth spring guys out there and see if they can flash and get their attention. But but the actual punt coverage team, the actual kickoff return team, they're, they're all out there as a unit for the first time when the games count, and that's the Sunday. So you don't know. It also worries me a little bit that they lost two really core special teams players in Sean Bradley and in Zach McPherson, two of their best. So I think they will be uh, difficult to to replace. But again, there are so many young players on this roster that you don't know who's going to come up there and suddenly become somebody that's a focal point on special teams. That's true. And the Eagles were doing a lot of, I will say the Eagles were doing a lot of cycling based off of what I could see, some of the uh, photos and what have you of even doing things like punt returning or kick returning just because they were trying to get, it seemed like they were just trying to get those extra looks there. Um, But yeah, that special teams unit can sometimes feel like it's sort of, for lack of a better word, cobbled together at the last minute. Do you ever get that sense, or do you get the sense that they actually think through and plan out the special teams operation? I think it's there's a lot of planning that goes into it, an awful, mm-hmm. an awful lot of planning. But I, uh, I think they're going to be fine. Okay. Yeah, because special teams was certainly a weak point of ours last season, too. So I can definitely yeah. see how better. that would be. They've they do be have better. to be. Yeah, they do have to be better. Now, you said in other contexts that you didn't expect the Eagles to win the Super Bowl at the start of the 2017 season. When you look at this team, I know it's early. Do you get a sense of how far they might go? Well, they might go to the Super Bowl and win it. <laughs> but then again, they might not. <laughs> so so I, I never expect a team to win the Super Bowl. Maybe if you were the the broadcaster for the New England Patriots at the height of the Tom Brady days when they were winning them in groups. Uh, You could go into a season and expect to win a Super Bowl. But other than that, well, maybe maybe if you were doing the Pittsburgh Steelers when they had the steel curtain or, you know, that those type of teams. But you I this is this is a terrific team. But I don't think if, if you're being intelligent about this, you can go in and expect to win a Super Bowl. You can expect to give it a good run and be in that picture when it when crunch time comes. But to expect the Super Bowl, well, that's for somebody who is the uh, a, a cockeyed optimist to the nth degree. <laughs> or John from South Philly who goes to every Eagles tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a start of the season prediction in terms of how many wins the Eagles might be getting over the course of this season? Hopefully it's one after Sunday. You know, it's it's it, it, I, I've done this so long that I think like a coach. All I all I focus on is getting ready and seeing what happens this Sunday against the New England Patriots. Uh 
should this team win at least 12 games? Absolutely. But could they win 14 again? They could. I don't know. I, I don't expect that they're going to replicate the the famous Miami Dolphins that went undefeated 17-0 Miami Dolphins. But I, I think they're very, very good. I think they're a, a team that should win at least 12 games. I also think the order of finish in the NFC East is going to be Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Commanders. How's that? All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, well, Merrill, thank you so much for stopping by. I know you've got a lot of work to do to get ready for Sunday's game, and you can listen to Merrill Reese on 94WIP in the Philadelphia area and on the Eagles radio network everywhere else. Merrill, thanks so much for coming by. Thank you, Joe. It's been my pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you to everybody for tuning in to the Bird's Nest podcast. You can support the Bird's Nest podcast by liking and subscribing to Bird's Nest Media on YouTube and sharing to your social media pages. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. And you can visit birdsnestmedia.com to find the latest Eagles news. And if you're so inclined to support more endeavors like this one, you can find the link to our Patreon in the description below or at birdsnestmedia.com. Thanks so much for tuning in, and let's go Eagles!